Hi everyone, this is your latest anchor, Kieran. I am a senior and a leader of the Children's Network and also part of the Service Council. And today, third episode of the Just Service Learning podcast. And today, I'll also be joined by Cheyenne. And each episode is to highlight an individual network and dive deeper into the inner workings of it. So today's episode will be focused on our network, industry, and tech. And we're going to talk to the network's leader, Cheyenne. But before we begin, Hi, Shion. How are you feeling? Yeah. Hi, Kieran. Um, okay, so I guess it's uh, pretty cool to be leading this podcast today. Um, yeah, so uh, as you said, I'm the leader of the Industry and Tech Network. So um, yeah, I'll be talking about what we do, um, how we're different from other service networks, and how we're kind of trying to, like, um, I guess, uh, change how we do service at just. I love that. I love the super dynamic feel and how we're shifting things but I mean in general how are you feeling about life how school everything good with your service council so far I know I saw you today yeah um yeah let's not talk about school uh (laughs) yeah Yeah. anyway um yeah let's talk about service instead um we don't have to talk about school yeah that's fine okay fine so I'm going to start with the first question elaborate a bit more on why industry and tech is so important to service and what you guys have done so far. Okay, so in my opinion, um, I think industry and tech is one of the most inter- integral parts of like the service web, I guess you could call it. And I think basically through working with technology and like working with like the different disciplines um, from STEM, uh, we hope to create, I guess, uh, long lasting meaningful change. Um, We've just started the year off and a bunch of our clubs have already started working on different projects. Um, Like uh, I know Plugged In is working on some research projects, a webinar uh, with uh, Sugata Mitra, um, Engineering Off Grid is working with hydroponics um, and a lot more. So we're working with a lot of um, interesting tech. uh, There's like a lot of interesting tech developments going on in our clubs. So uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I love that you guys are just jumping right into it. And even though I know COVID is still persisting, but you guys are finding innovative ways and also in such a you know digital age, I think it's really important that you guys are using technology and you're working with other disciplines from STEM. So I just want to move forward and ask you, Shyam, what do you think are your main goals for this network? Okay, um, seeing as... Um, everyone in my network, uh, every club in my network has very different missions and goals. Um, I wouldn't say they have one main goal. I know Plugged In is working on uh, decreasing digital illiteracy and, uh, well, Engineering Off-Grid is working on using many different, um, I guess, researching many different uh, ways to help decrease, uh, I wouldn't say poverty, but help the lives of people in Indonesia. Like I know um, I'm in the club, so we're working on hydroponics and we're researching different hydroponic systems. So that's something else that uh, one of the club, one of the clubs in my network is doing. Um, so as for main goals, I guess like the overarching theme is using technology to help improve the lives of others. So I guess that's the real main goal in our network, just to use technology and utilize the powers of technology to help um, people less fortunate than us in in Jakarta and yeah sorry for cutting you off a lot no it's okay it's fine 
And also, I know this is such a digression, but when you talked about hydroponics, I just couldn't think of, you know how Chemchicks has that hydroponics, like, um, they sell those vegetables that are grown with, like, is that yeah, what yeah, you, yeah. Sort of, you guys are sort of doing? Yeah, pretty much exactly that, but trying to find a way to, like, scale it up and use it in a lot more places than Chemchicks, I guess, yeah, so, yeah, um, <laughs> I guess it's, like, trying to, like, utilize that uh, around Jakarta. No, I love that. That's such a great starting point. And if you guys listen to the first episode of the revamped Just Service Learning podcast, you'll notice that Roberto, our first anchor, has already elaborated on the different types of service being direct, indirect, advocacy, and research. So, Cheyenne, where do you think most of your club networks sort of fall under? Um, I'd say we fall under research the most, um, but also along with indirect service. I know there's like a few... Um, outliers there, but I'd say we follow under research research the most. Um, many of the clubs in the industry and tech network are conducting research. Um, for example, uh, I know the plugged in is doing some research on uh, where digital waste is going around in Jakarta. So we're planning on using, um, uh, I think, GPS trackers and placing them in different uh, trash containers and seeing where the trash ends up so we can figure out where e-waste um, electronic waste is going around in Jakarta and we're planning on using that to I guess do a lot of different things with that data I've never heard of that initiative before but I love that I think so many people you know discard of their devices when plugged in is doing such a great project of reusing it and you know I'm, I'm, I love that I'm, I'm such a big fan also Research in general is really important, I feel, and it's often overlooked in the service learning program because it sort of differs from that direct service that most people understand. But research takes a different approach by converging advocacy and bringing more awareness to essential issues. Is that sort of what you feel? Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I think most people have the general idea that service is more about just like helping people directly. Um, but I don't really think it's all about that. Like you could help someone, but that's only going to like help sustain them for like maybe a month or something like that. But if you can do something that impacts their life and um, something that would, I guess, last much longer, it's going to have like much more, I don't know how like I'm really butchering how I'm saying this, but like it's going to have a much longer lasting effect, like long-term exactly. Like it's going to help them maybe instead of a month, maybe a year, two years, five years. So yeah, that's kind of the whole yeah. goal of using technology. Yeah, Great. and I guess, um, yeah, with that being said, actually, um, I wanted to bring along one of my clubs to talk more about their mission, what they do, and I guess some of their achievements slash long-term goals for the school year. Yay, and for everyone listening, let's give it up for Engineering Off-Grid. So we have one of the officers of engineering off-grid here today. Hi, Nadia. Um, so maybe could you like tell us a little bit about what engineering off-grid is and why you actually started the club? Yeah, so engineering off-grid is basically a service club that focuses on helping the communities around us uh, through engineering projects and science projects. So we all started the club because um, we all are interested in STEM and we believe that STEM projects can really help in improving our communities. For example, uh, we have some solar panel projects that help people uh, get more steady electricity. We have water filters projects so that people can gain uh, better water. 
and yeah, we're all just interested in all of these uh, STEM subjects and using it to help others around us. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. I mean, we've already seen a lot of the impact that your club has had. Um, I know you did a lot of stuff with the water filters last year, and obviously you're doing a lot of stuff with hydroponics this year as well. So, I mean, yeah, that's really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, um, I guess one of the main questions we've had is, like, since you're such a big club, um, how do you manage doing everything? Like, how do you manage, like, running all these projects at the same time? Yeah, um, since we have um, 50 or 60 members this year, uh, yeah, the first step is basically to split into these branches of different projects first, and we make sure that each branch has um, at least one a leader. Um, sometimes we have two leaders too, so that um, the each branch can be handled properly. So right now we have three branches, uh, which is the solar panels, water filters, and hydroponics. And also since uh, we are a big club, occasionally people also get relegated to the media department, where they try to make posts, posters, um, and then articles. Uh, we post several of our articles and blogs on our club website. So, yeah, we have um, people also running, like, the marketing department of the club. And um, I think that even as a big club, I think the size of our club is pretty good. So that because um, with, like, a bigger club, we get more ideas all the time. We always allow members to, like, pitch ideas anytime to us, to the officers. Uh, for example, we always give a Google form out in the middle, uh, in the beginning of the year. And then members can pitch ideas like, oh, they want to start a new project, such as um, giving engineering care packages to like um, the kids and the villages that we help. So, yeah, um, it's quite um, it's quite a good dynamic, actually. Yeah. So you mentioned your website. So maybe do you want to like uh, tell us what the link is so we can, I guess, publicize it a bit and also what your Instagram handle is, I guess, if you have one. So, you know, you oh, can yeah. get some more promo. Oh, yeah, sure. The website is eogid.com. Yeah, so we have all info about all of our branches and our past projects there. We also have um, some, like, news articles, stuff like that on what we're doing. And for Instagram, uh, our Instagram user is at eog.id. So, yeah, make sure to follow us. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, everyone go check that out. Um, yeah, so I guess... Um, Seeing as we're all online, and I guess you've already been online for a year, but like, I guess, how has the start of the school year been? Like, what have like been like the main challenges you faced so far? Uh, for the start of like the 2021-2022 academic school year, um, it's pretty tough with the hybrid schedule because now that we're going like back on campus, we have like that weird uh, hybrid schedule where our lunch times are only like 30 minutes instead of 40 or 45 minutes before when we were fully online. So since our meeting is on Wednesday lunch times, um, it's pretty it's pretty tough for our like um, weekly meetings because then we can only fit like a 20 minute meeting each week. And yeah, of course, 20 minutes is not as productive as a 40 minute meeting usually. So sometimes um, uh, since the start of the school year, we've been kind of reducing our meetings to only like once in two weeks. And then we just email our um, members each week when we're, where we don't have a meeting on what they can do on their own. And um, yeah, basically, we just monitor their, uh, their, mm, their work asynchronously. So yeah. And also for 
school year, we've been focusing more on the financial side of things because engineering projects in general are pretty expensive. So uh, right now we're currently focusing on raising funds so that we can continue our projects. For example, we, um, we finished installing several solar panels and water filters already in the past few months, and now we're just uh, focusing on raising more funds so that we can send more of those water filters and solar panels. So everyone, I'm still here, if any of you are wondering, and I've just been listening to what Nadia has been saying so far. And I know that Nadia talked about some of the struggles that EOG has with the hybrid schedule, because definitely I feel those two as a, a fellow leader. But so far, it seems like EOG is really overcoming all of these things, and they're not like succumbing to any of these challenges. So with that being said, I want to highlight what EOG has done. So Nadia, what did you guys accomplish this year besides what you've mentioned so far? And what are your goals for the next year? Yeah, so for this past year, since January, um, we for the solar panels team, they finished installing several solar panels in the Pospita school near Jakarta. Oh. And now they're currently uh, focusing on maintaining them while also allowing our members to learn more about solar panels and how they work, like the science behind them. So um, so that our members can also in the future can start researching on solar panels by themselves, maybe if they want to start their own research projects for other uh, service endeavors. And yeah, they've been um, doing this while also focusing on raising more funds to install more solar panels, uh, as I've said before. As for the water filters team, uh, this past year we finished um, installing five Nazava water filters, which basically uh, are water filters that can um, convert like um, not so hygienic tap water into actually drinkable water oh. and we also installed five Zerni filters. Zerni filters are basically smaller water filters that um, they don't convert tap water into drinking water but they remove like the yellowish color of tap water so that they can be used at least for washing your hands and cooking something like that. And uh, for the water filters team, we've also been focusing on just building our re relationship with the Excess Village. Um, they're the village that we help. And so um, for, during this pandemic, we understand that like it's very important to um, maintain communication with whoever we help. So we always try to hold meetings with the village representative um, and just see what can we help more with the villages. And uh, actually, we found out that um, they've been having problems with like uh their tap water is yellow which is why we sent the five serenity filters and so we also decided to um test their water we were able to um hold like a laboratory water samples um asynchronously so the water filters team last semester managed to like come on campus around five of us to um prepare some like water sampling bottles and then we sent it to the village with some manual instructions on what they should do like which bottle should be filled with what water and then they sent it back to us and then we sent it to the laboratory and yeah um luckily all the water was safe and all the filters were working <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean i assume you have to make sure yeah. of that. but can i just say i love the fact that eog i think you mentioned Puspita and the excess village right and i mm -hmm. i know Puspita is a club um in the service learning program and also yes and I love that you're sort of collaborating with all these different clubs. So it's like an interconnected network because Cheyenne's network is like working with the children's network and all of these different projects. So I absolutely love that. And I think 
you guys have done so much this year that despite your struggles and everything that you've overcome, which is amazing. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So one other exciting thing that we had was actually uh, during like this online um, online learning phase, we managed to even open a new branch. Yeah, the hydroponics branch was pretty new. We only opened it a few months ago. And they're planning to help the Abigail Orphanage instead um, because we contacted them and the coordinator of the orphanage actually said that she wants the children there to learn more about hydroponics and plants. So yeah, the hydroponics uh, team right now is testing some um, hydroponic systems that can work in Jakarta and this can be maintained easily by anybody. So yeah, we're doing that right now. That's insane. The, the amount that you guys do is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. Um, okay, so I think um, this is just like a bit of a random question, but like um, seeing as you guys like um, do a lot of research and like manage a lot of different projects that aren't actually like just direct service, um, what advice do you have to like new clubs starting up that want to do what you do? Like not basically like not not just like direct service, just like fundraising and things like that, but like creating water filters, installing solar panels, um, creating hydroponic systems like what advice do you have to clubs like that? Like how, how can they manage like um, doing all this research and um, completing all these projects like you guys do it? Like, I guess, what advice do you have for them to like successfully complete projects like that? Yeah, so one important thing that I would uh, tell uh, like interested club leaders is that um, always value communication, whether that be between your members, officers, advisors, or um the service partners you are helping. So yeah, always um, have a WhatsApp group with everyone among your officers. Uh, we have a WhatsApp group for each branch. And um, don't be afraid to meet with people you're not us- you don't usually meet. Like for example, we don't usually meet the um, village representatives of Excess Village, but then this year we really uh, found out that through meeting them frequently, we actually get a better insight on what um, we can do to help them and they can also give us feedback on each of our um, projects for example they told us that the water filters work well but some villagers are still kind of suspicious about it so yeah all of these things basically help you to improve your services to whoever you help and also um, yeah just have fun honestly <laughs> uh, try to um, support your members and yeah build great relations with them because of course you guys work better when you have a better relationship with everyone yeah yeah i completely agree um that's like some really valuable advice i know there are a lot of clubs uh doing a lot of research this year so i think um if they're listening to this this is some valuable advice that could definitely help you out uh with your projects yeah and um i guess another question uh i have is maybe like how have you managed to do everything online and like how has this changed your approach to service um i'm not sure if eog was a club before the pandemic started but if it was like what would you say is the main difference between then and now yeah um eog has been a club since before the pandemic and um before the pandemic i guess uh eog was more uh hands-on like almost they frequently visit the villages that we help. Um, usually, like, 
I don't think we do it every week, but it was like they visited at the actual sites, like they were able to see the community and how they live. They were able to get the water samples, for example, for the water filters team on their own. For the solar panels team, they were also able to visit the schools and actually see the solar panels. But this time we weren't able to do that. So yeah, as I said before, we um, we switched to like a more communication-based approach. Yeah, we always have to um, contact service partners much more frequently to to check are the water filters working properly, are the solar panels okay. And um, definitely now we are kind of less hands-on because of course we can't handle like the solar panels and water filters on our own all the time. We found out the the value of instruction manuals this year. Uh, Every time we are about to deliver some solar panels or water filters, um, all of our members are required to help on creating like a set of manual instructions, both in English and Bahasa Indonesia. For example, for the water filters team, we have like um, a manual instruction on how to clean each filter, how to attach it to each tab. So yeah, um, we kind of switch into that kind of approach this year. Also, like, I just want to say something that I've noticed that marks a lot of the great, not that there's a hierarchy or anything at school, but something that I noticed about some of the most successful clubs at school that have done so much so far is their ability to adapt to different environments. And I think EOG did that so well this year. I mean, Nadia, like you guys are, you seem like you're having such an optimistic approach to all of these things. And even though you don't have that hands-on approach anymore, you're doing so many different types of tactics like communication-based or making manuals, which is such a great initiative. I mean, I keep emphasizing this, but you know, I, I don't know, you guys have done such a great job. So I feel like we have a lot of information on what EOG does so far. So I wanted to, you know, end this interview based question on a fun note, as you were talking about having fun in your club. So Nadia, if you could be any animal, what animal would you be and why? Um, Me personally, I would be a dog because (laughs) they're just so happy all the time. They don't do Mm -hmm. anything, but they're so happy. Like just give them a ball and suddenly they're so happy and occupied for the rest of the day. I aspire to be like that. So <laughs> I think you are. I mean, based on how optimistic you are about everything, I think I don't want to say you're the animal, but you seem like you have that type of bubbly personality. Do you have like a certain breed? Uh um a corgi. Or just just because, dogs in general. A corgi. Just because a like corgi. Yeah, they're like they can do anything that they want. Like, my friend has a corgi, and that corgi can, like, eat anything in its sight. Like, if the corgi <laughs> eats an eraser, my friend would still be like, oh, you're such a good dog. But if I eat everything in my sight, my parents are like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's not the dog, then. <laughs> the owners <laughs> of the dog. But yes. thank you so much for coming on this interview, Nadia. I think we heard so much about engineering off-grid, and like you said, you talked about the initiatives and so i'm sure some of the listeners out there are probably interested if you are please contact nadia or any of the officers and use their instagram handle or their website to find out more information about them but thank you so much for coming today nadia yes thank you guys thank you so much yes also please join eog (laughs) bye-bye thank you thank you
Yeah, so that was EOG. Um, that was a really insightful interview with Nadia. And I think um, EOG is a very um, efficient club. They've been doing a lot around uh, GIS and across Jakarta with their hydroponics, their water filters, solar panels. So they've been trying to accomplish a lot and they've been getting a lot done. So um, really, they could use all the help they can get. And if you want to join the club, uh, just check out their Instagram that Nadia mentioned earlier. Or you could email her at 67278 at or.id. They could really use um, all the help and I'm sure they'd be happy to have you. Yeah, and Shannon, like you mentioned how you know resourceful they are. And what I love about EOG is the fact that they break that mindset that you know only youth, I mean, youth can be anything. And, and then Nadia elaborated on how much EOG has accomplished so far. So I think it's just so inspiring and it's such an encouragement to all these other clubs. So if you're listening out there, I hope this inspires you today. And we have a few and all of you listeners know what to expect in our next episode is I'll be back, your favorite anchor. I don't know if that's true, but Roberto and I will be back to talk about an episode based on the Children's Network. And that happens to be the network that Roberto and I are leading. So we'll probably be inviting someone from the club, from the network, and we'll be interviewing them similarly like how we did with Nadia today. Yeah, so um, that's pretty much the end of this episode. And if you want to uh, hear more about service developments around the school or uh, find out more about our next podcast, um, just remember to follow our Instagram at servicecouncil.gis and also click on the notification button so you can get uh, updates when our latest episode drops. Actually, Sean, um, we have a few things, right, we want to announce. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. I forgot. Yeah. Okay. So um, announcements. Um, yeah. Uh, something big that's happened recently is we're setting up a service bulletin board. Um, so basically, over there, you can see updates about clubs, club advertisements, fundraisers, and photos of people doing um, work in their clubs, uh, helping people out, and yeah, that's pretty much the whole basis of the board. It's just basically uh, one place where we're going to be posting all the updates about um, the service council and um, what's going on in service and just um, Kieran, do you want to tell them where it's going to where the board where they can find the board? The service bulletin board is near the Tarogong Gate, where the security is, and actually the service council will be revamping it this Friday. So stay tuned for more updates on that. We also have a better way to contact us. We have set up an email thanks to the IT. So give a round of applause for them virtually. And our service council email is servicecouncil at gisedu.or.id. So all of your inquiries can be sent there and we'll try to respond to them as fast as possible. Lastly, the service council has set up an initiative called the Storybook Project. The Storybook Project is a project that aims to digitize physical books and make them accessible by hopefully make, translating them into multiple languages and also creating audible versions of them. So if you'd like to donate, there's a donation box near the Tarogong Gate. Or if you'd like to help read in the languages, please contact the email that we just mentioned. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. My name is Kieran. And my name is Shion. And we're at your service.